Well, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to our second virtual Q&A. We're going to go start doing these weekly here on our Instagram, so be sure to follow us at ISU alum on social media to see who will be joining us next week. So today joining us will be Scott Sipker, commonly known by many as the Iowa Nice Guy. So we're going to wait and just let a few people join in and let Scott join into the, the Instagram chat. How's am it I, going, Matt? Am, I'm good. How are you? It's great to talk to you. I mean, it's a little weird time, yeah, especially now as I move my camera back and forth. I'm going to try something. Do I, do I look sideways to you now? or No, you, you look right ways. Okay, good. But that's kind of your personality, Matt. You've always been. Always the right so way. So straight ways. <laughs> well, for those who maybe don't know a little bit about Scott, Scott is an actor, a writer, producer, filmmaker, and you're the host of the Emmy-nominated show, Iowa Outdoors, on PBS. That's right. I pulled that straight from your Twitter account, so I hope you don't oh, mind. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I don't mind. I mean, whoever wrote that is obviously very, very smart. Yes. 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 Well, you also co-founded the film company, Iowa Filmmakers, which produced your Iowa Nice Guy video series back, what was that, 2012, I guess that would have been? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, that was... January, early January okay. 23rd. Yeah, our yeah. 23rd. Early January of uh 2012 yeah we filmed sure. on december we filmed on new year's eve and then we released it uh wow. january 1st or a little late that day yeah well you're also a 2005 graduate of iowa state your degree is in psychology and it's That's also right. where you got your your start as a stage actor which i know you still do um and you're also a life member of the alumni association so thank you for that yeah look at that see and this We've is come full I circle just, I didn't just set this up. That's actually <laughs> always there. Or it gets moved around a bit. But product, product placement, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. If people do have questions, go ahead and leave them in the comments. We can go ahead and feel free to ask Scott any questions you have. But we'll start off with this. Kind of just talk, talk about your time at Iowa State when you were a student here. And um, yeah, kind of how it helped you get to where you're at today. Yeah, so I, I had visited uh, UNI. Iowa and Iowa State um, and I'll never forget walking on campus the first time there at Iowa State mm -hmm. and um, I, it just immediately struck me that this is the place that I want to be. Uh, I, I walked from the Memorial Union at that point I had no idea where I was going I think I made it all the way to Cat Hall uh, and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing so it, it struck me right away that this was the type of thing. I felt you and I was too small for me. I yeah. thought University of Iowa was too spread out. Mm -hmm. I loved the contained nature. And now when I was there, you know, you get out on the edge of campus. That was like where molecular biology was. You know, things have right. expanded a bit since then. But and it's still, I love how cozy it is. Um, so I went there and um, I just loved every second. I lived in Helzer. Uh, third floor, strong floor, Livingston. We had a uh, 11 on 11, no pads tackle football team. Uh, and we were undefeated. We only gave up one score. And that was because we ran a draw play on the one yard line, our one yard line. And we got sacked or, well, we got tackled for a loss for our safety. We only gave two points in two years. And there's a rumor going around that we could defeat the actual football team, which I – Assume we could, because I was the leading Fair. receiver, Matt, so <laughs> you know how good I am. Um, Straight out of yeah, Carroll High School, right? That's right. Even though I didn't play any high school football, <laughs> I, huh. I retired from football in sixth grade 
uh, because a seventh grader told me that when you started tackle football in seventh grade, they tackled you on the railroad tracks and I got too scared and <laughs> never went out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I went there, uh, lo absolutely loved, I mean, the best years of my life. Uh, just wonderful times. Yeah. Anyway, I could, I could wax poetically uh, for hours and hours about what Iowa State and Ames mean to me. Uh, but uh, I will stop there and maybe we can get more in depth if you want. Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, if, I'll just pause there because if anybody hasn't been back to campus, you'll know that the intramural fields are going over a complete overhaul over by Jack Trice Stadium. There's a complete renovation going on right there. So if anybody is, had done intramurals when they were back at Iowa State, they'll, when they come back, it'll be a lot different than what they Four remember. Four-time but... intramural champion right here you're talking <laughs> to. On those intramural fields, won co-ed softball. Not that you asked, but I'm going to tell yeah, you anyway. That's okay. Co-ed softball, co-ed basketball, ping pong, and six foot and under men's basketball right there. And that's I still impressive. have those shirts, except for one mm. that got thrown away on accident. Uh, so I got a replacement. But I still have the four intramural shirts. Well, a lot of people, I know a lot of people that still wear those with pride. So I'm sure that you're one of I them. Do. <laughs> I do. I do. Glory days. So, Scott, you kind of wear a lot of hats. You're an actor, producer, writer, TV host, among other things. But which do you maybe enjoy most and why? What do I enjoy most? Yeah. Uh, you broke up a little bit there. Uh, yes, yep. what do I enjoy most? For me, um, it's not degrading any of the other things I do, but acting is the thing that I, I, I started Iowa State, uh, took acting one my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, actually, this right here, same time next year. Um, I'll pull it out. Uh, this right here was the first. This is great. I never get to talk about this stuff. This right here, out of this book, was copied the first acting scene I ever did. Uh, it's, it's the opening scene, uh, same time next year. Uh, and it was with Patrick Gowron. He is uh, on the Mount Rushmore, most important male figures in my life. So I acted this scene. Turns out I was terrible. Uh, I hadn't really acted before. So uh, I, I eventually, with his advice and, and, and a lot of mistakes I made, learned how to become a better actor, but I didn't really know how to do it. And once I learned it, uh, or even before I learned how to, I realized how much I love acting uh, and digging my teeth into uh, roles. So eventually as I, I got into um, the real world, as they say, uh, I had to learn a lot of different skills so that I could create roles for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I eventually created a, co-founded a film company, uh, co-founded a theater company, and uh, have, of course, been producing things. And when I can, as the producer, I cast myself as the lead. You're the, uh, uh, you're the, you're the Lin-Manuel Miranda of Iowa. Um, can, okay, can you add I'll that to your it. Twitter yeah, bio? That, that seems a bit um, <laughs> grandiose, but I'll take it. Now, uh, Matt Van Winkle. There's Paul some Scott. similarities. Yes. Or no, we'll, we'll just change. We'll change it to be Iowa State Alumni Association. Call Scott, <laughs> the Lin-Manuel Miranda of Iowa. I think it'll work. Uh, and uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, really essentially when you're a small market actor, yeah. you have to create your own work. And so that's what I've, sure. I've been doing for 10 plus years now or however long it's been. And uh, mm -hmm. as, as I was showing you before, well, heck, I'll just turn it around because I was in the middle of editing. We're doing a, a Niall Kinnick documentary. I don't know if right. you can see right there, but 
just deep into the edit. We're nearly mm -hmm. finished now. Uh, but I never thought I would become an editor. And maybe I shouldn't even call myself an editor, but I can edit. Yes. Uh, but I do all those things to give myself opportunities to be an actor and a filmmaker. Um, and um, that's where we're at now. But acting, for sure. Um, my, I was in My Fair Lady at Iowa State during Stars Over Visha. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is still one of the, that's one of the best moments of my life. Sure. Um, and so many, so many moments on the, on the wood planks of Fisher Theater, on, the, on that big stage. Stevens Auditorium or on mm -hmm. that the small bar stenched maintenance shop where I got yes. to play my first lead <laughs> ever as Pseudolus and Pseudolus. Um, man, those are those are memories and experiences and and, and learning learning moments that uh, I, I cannot trade for anything. Cool. Well, since you brought it up and that you're working on it currently, talk about that documentary that you're working on. I know it kind of started as a Niall Kinnick, Jack Trice documentary. So um, talk about how that project kind of came about and maybe just update us on where you're at with that. Yeah, so we had started uh, many years ago doing a dual documentary, Jack Trice and Niall Kinnick. Uh, we, we thought we could link them well enough thematically. Uh, the problem was once we got into our research, which I, I don't want to sound too grandiose, but I've used grandiose twice already in this interview. But uh, we have, have done a deeper dive on both of these men than I think anyone ever has. Mm -hmm. And we've revealed, uh, hopefully when you see the films, uh, new information mm -hmm. that uh, neither man's story or the renaming of the stadiums that bear their names story mm -hmm. can be told in, in 90 minutes together. They have sure. to be separated out. So we eventually we decided to separate them out. Uh, Nile, we had most of Nile filmed already, so we decided we'd do that one first. And we're now very close uh, within probably this month of, of being able to show a select group of people and then try and sell it and see if we can get a distributor for it. So hopefully you'll yeah. be able to see that uh, this, this calendar year. And then immediately, we haven't stopped work on Jack Trice. Mm -hmm. um, we will continue to do that. We will have to find funding. We, we've been doing this now Kinnick project without any funding to pay ourselves. We've had some great individuals, Tim Scheib, Brian Chittenden, and Richard Deming, who have made donations to us so that we could at least pay for our travel back when you could travel yeah. uh, and various other things. But uh, the, the Trice film hasn't stopped. We still want to do it. We'll find funding and we'll yeah. complete it. And um, I think, uh, that that film I'm so excited for because there's so much to dive into that uh, I think people will be uh, hopefully flabbergasted by the scope of that project. What's um in relation to the Trice side of it, what's something that maybe you learned through the interviews that you did that was that was interesting to you and new to you that might, people might find interesting that you can share yeah. with us? Yeah, thank you for the, the last part that I was shared. There are some things that we are holding sure. uh, close to us at this point, but I, I'll give you a, a kind of a, a wide wipe of, of what I've learned, which is just kind of an experience of realizing that Jack was a real person. Mm -hmm. And I know that seems simple, but when we traveled out to Hiram, Ohio, and we found his grave, and, and, and when I say found, found his grave, 
there's so much I can actually lean into that one word because it was a journey. Mm -hmm. One did we had to travel there. Mm -hmm. we, we, we traveled from a location where Jack Trice's name is huge across one of the bigger stadiums in its conference to not being able to easily locate his gravestone, mm -hmm. which has his name in, in small letters. Um, in, in a, essentially it's not unmarked, but it's not, there's no neon sign pointing to like, here lies Jack Trice. It is, uh, a, a common gravestone. And to realize that this man who has come to mean so much to, uh, a state and to a university, yeah. uh, and, and to a, a game, a football, to see him see his, his final resting place be so unceremonious um, really struck me to how humble of a life Jack was forced to leave, uh, lead. And um, anyway, I, I, it's that, that moment right there just um, has struck a chord with me that will continue to reverberate throughout us telling that story. Uh, it's, his life is just, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't get to its full potential. And yeah. I think it, it's symbolically seen in, yeah. in where he's laid to rest. I, thought, I think it's interesting the point that you say about how it's, you know, his name is up on the stadium and everyone refers to the stadium as Jack Trice Stadium, right? But there is so much unknown about him. I know there have been books written about him, but it was so long ago and we don't have as much documentation as we would today. So what were their challenges in trying to pull to find resources and information on him? Because, I mean, yeah. it was so long ago, right? Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's, it's quite uh, challenging. Uh, you have to really think outside the box. And there are mm -hmm. people who have done great research uh, yeah. before us. And we wouldn't have been we won't we haven't been able to go as far without all the work that they've set up. Um, yeah. And and so we truly appreciate that. It's. You know, you, you look at now Kinnick, you know, he died in, uh, in the 40s. Sure. And just between the 40s and 23, when, when Jack died, I mean, it died, it, there's just so, so much more advancement in yeah. photography. Uh, and, and frankly, because Jack was a black man, he just mm -hmm. wasn't as covered yeah. as the rest. He had an amazing high school career. Uh, but it's it just, it's really hard to find uh, photos um, and newspaper articles. I think we're going to find essentially every single one that ha that is still in existence, yeah. <laughs> and be able to piece together the world that Jack lived in in the best way that we can. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward for people, not only for audiences, to fully understand the world that Jack inhabited in Cleveland, uh, to to uh, coming to Ames. Um, but real recreating the 1920s and the late teens of Ohio and Ames, I think will be very instructive into understanding who Jack was as a man, as a student and as a football player. I still, I still find it interesting that Jack Trice stadium is the only stadium named after an African-American. I mean, that's all after all these years and he played what 70, 80 years ago or more than that, probably. Um, yeah, and only played, as he said, one real college football game. Not no right, dis right, disservice right. to Simpson, uh, who who they sure. played in the first game <laughs> of the year. But 
uh, playing Minnesota was the first uh, big time game. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, that subject you brought up there, worth a deep dive and and will be most likely covered uh, as well in our documentary. Well, and again, for people that haven't been back to campus and don't know, this, this statue was actually moved from the stadium to central campus where it was originally located. Um, so that moved earlier. I think it was actually late last year. Um, so there was a ceremony that they inducted and moved the officially moved the statue back to campus. So it was kind of a cool, we put together a video if you want to check that out, it's on our YouTube page, but um, we'll move on to the next topic, Scott. I know we'll kind of, we'll jump back to, to when you, we were kind of talking about your Iowa nice guy, the, the video that kind of brought you to where you're at today, I guess you could say what kind of, um, your first big project was that those Iowa Nice Guy videos. Talk about how those kind of videos kind of came about and um, kind of how it's impacted your career as well. Yeah, it, it's pretty much, I've been distracted by how much my eyes move in this thing. I'm down here. I know, it's like I'm Zoom, here, right? I mean, it's, I'm not sure where. <laughs> I, so I apologize to everybody watching for my fluttering eyes. Um, so yeah, with the Iowa Nice Guy, I mean, it's it's the... Um, what's the word? It's the crucible of my yes. career. Okay. Uh, everything after it was, is, and will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, worked on Paul, Paul David Benedict who's from Pocahontas, Iowa. Uh, we worked on that together. He wrote the original script. And I remember <laughs> I was working at Wells Fargo at the time, Matt, and I remember reading it at my desk, which I probably wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> and I started crying. I was laughing so hard. Um, so we put out that video, went out and filmed it and put it out. And then, boy, we thought we were going to get like 10,000 views. Because yeah. at that point, the things we were putting out were, we were getting like a couple And it was hundred. leading up right to the caucuses, right? It was yeah, right it was three days the before the caucuses. So we, we put it out. We thought, oh, we're going to get 10,000 views. This is going to be huge. Yeah. Little did we know, uh, we had totally underestimated. And uh, we got well over a million. And at that point, it, a million views now doesn't seem like such a big deal. But at that point in 2012, a million views on YouTube Mm -hmm. was genuinely noteworthy. Uh, And because of that, and and I I hope because of the content of the video, that uh, it it just became uh, international. I I mean, I did interviews on BBC and Slovakian TV and I don't know, they're just crazy a couple of days. But uh, we were able to kind of utilize that and eventually get around to to. I'm cutting out a ton of the story, but uh, getting on to being on ESPN right. for two seasons yep. uh, and then choosing to walk away from that and uh, continue to just do more and more things uh, and building towards our dream, which is um, to be making feature length movies. Um, the documentaries, the feature length documentaries are our next big step into that process, but hopefully we can prove that we can make a successful story in 90 minutes and then we'll be able to raise the money we can, uh, the money we need to shoot a, uh, a feature-length narrative film where old Scotty Boy is acting. Very cool. Um, it, it is kind of funny just to think back to that time when, yeah, a million views back then was, was a pretty big deal. I mean, especially in Iowa, you know, a video that you guys locally produce, it probably took you a couple days to do, I mean, between writing and shooting and editing. But um, it's kind of crazy to see how that all kind of erupted and, um, and got you to where you're at right now, right? Yeah, and a lot of, my my plan has been, um, 
that I'm not going to go to Los Angeles or New York to make my acting or filmmaking career happen. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to take a different approach. And that was to prove that Iowa, even though it's a small market, can catapult somebody uh, onto a national stage. And that was the first time that concept was proved to be true. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I truly believed uh, that it was going to happen when I set out with this plan many years ago, uh, but it worked out. So I'll take the credit for it. I'll pretend that I predicted it, uh, but uh, it, it was the plan. I, I just, I'm, I'm slightly surprised it's been working as well as it has been. Right. Well, I'm, I'm guessing the last few months have given you some time to really work on your documentary and some of the projects that you probably shot and had in the can ready to go. But what have you kind of been up to the last few months as you've been social distancing? And um, I know you've been kind of doing some work with Catch Des Moines down in uh, the central mm -hmm. Iowa area. Catch people up about what kind of you've been working on. Yeah, I've uh, certainly I've learned a few new uh, editing tricks. I've used uh, learned After Effects which doesn't yeah. mean anything to anybody unless they know what I'm talking about, which I guess is always the case. Uh, but uh, that After Effects has been something I've learned. I've also uh, learned ukulele. Oh. Yeah, that's right. And well, can you also, play us something later maybe? Um, <laughs> yes. I, here, I, I'll go walk and talk. Why okay. not? It's Instagram. Sure. Yeah, why not? Get the uke uh, or the ukulele as they say. But um also, while I do this, I accidentally, as you saw before, left uh, the Adobe Premiere program open. So I'm going to close out so that my uh, filmmaking partner can get in. And you, uh oh, you can only you have go. one person in at a, at a time. FYI, for anybody oh, who's yes. editing a documentary with their friends. Um, so let me close out of this. But yeah, so. Uh, I'm stalling now. I'm saving. That's okay. But um, so anyway, <laughs> ukulele, uh, After Effects, ukulele. Yep. And I've also been learning uh, magic tricks. Oh. Yeah, which has super annoyed my wife. And, um, <laughs> but she's been, you know, she's, she's uh, good enough to me that she pretends to enjoy it. So... What so you, you can do? be a, so once this is all over, you can be like a traveling show. You can do like a one man show. You can play the ukulele and do magic tricks, right? That's kind of that my hope. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, as I've teased everybody now, I have my ukulele here, uh, but because of the way that um, I've had to set up the camera here, I only have one hand. So you're not going to get to hear anything. Not that I would really. That's want okay. Because anyway, I'm not very cool. good. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. So um, where, can, where can people kind of find some of the things that you've done, the things that you're working on, and um, where can they find you on social media, stuff like that? Um, I'm at Scott Sipker on Twitter. Uh, so you go there, or same Scott. So I know a lot of people, I probably should have just used uh, Iowa Nice Guy has just changed my name at that point, but I didn't. And now I'm in to my actual name, uh, which is hard to pronounce. But uh, you can find me at Scott Sipker on any of the social media programs. Uh, also, I'm on uh, every week. I'm on the Murph and Andy show on 1460 right. KXNO, which you can get on uh, FM now or iHeartRadio if you're looking for some fun stuff to listen to. Um, so do that. I've been doing that every Friday. But um, hope I don't know where you're going to be able to see the documentaries. Hopefully someplace big. 
Otherwise, I'll be selling them independently. So we'll find out. I should know that within the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Cool. I'll maybe have to jump back on and self-promote a little bit more. But yeah, it's it's a good time. I mean, it's it's weird. Uh, we don't really know what we're doing, I think, as a society. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. This is a new thing. We're going to do the best we can. And, and in the meantime, learn ukulele, I guess. That's right. Well, Scott, thanks for catching up with us and letting everybody know what you're up to and sharing a few. Oh, I heard a note there. Oh, yeah. Here, let's see <laughs> if I can set this. I'll play us out if I can. Okay, perfect. Uh, it, no singing because I'm terrible, but we'll, uh, we'll see if I can figure out. I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat a camera guy, so this should. There we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. Perfect. Hi. Okay, but anyway, I'll, pl- I'll just strum some chords. And then you talk, Matt, as we we go to uh, okay. break until we talk again. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in and joining us with Scott Sipker. Again, you can find him at Scott Sipker on social media. We are at ISU alum. Go ahead, Matt. You can make up stuff if you want. You can sing. I, you know, I saw on Google today they had the somewhere, somewhere under the rainbow, somewhere over the rainbow person. Is oh, it, yeah. I don't know. What, I forget what his name is. Like yeah. Israel something. They had a I cool graphic remember. of him. Yeah. Long name. Anyway. Um, somebody says, is that a Hawkeye helmet on your sh- on your shelf? Oh, yeah. That is the Hawkeye helmet from uh, when we did the Iowa Nice Guy stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have. That's a fake one. I have. Uh-huh. The, I have a real Iowa State helmet that university gave me. Uh, but I let a kid borrow it. If you've seen any of the stuff we've done, we have a kid who uh, sometimes helped us out. And he wore it for a Halloween costume or something. Ah. And I should probably get that back at some point, but I haven't yet. Well, anyways, Scott is a life member of the Alumni Association. so Yeah, that's right. He's got, that, he's got the medal to prove it. So, Also, let me tell you a quick story before, unless you have okay. to leave. But, no, we're fine. So I can play ukulele because I learned how to play guitar. Also, look, there's a, 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 pull-up, a pull-up bar on top of my bookshelf uh-huh. yep. which is clear that i'm not using it because that <laughs> it doesn't work there um but uh oh yeah so i was auditioning for a play called the pavilion at mm-hmm. iowa state and it was it's a drama like you know crying and everything uh and i really wanted to be in it it's only three person play and i'd only been in comedies at that point uh and i went to the audition and they they liked me and the director asked me do you play guitar because the character has to play guitar and sing on stage. I can't do either of them, but I lied. <laughs> and I told him I could. So I had six weeks, Matt, to learn how to play guitar. Nice. Um, and and I, I uh, just practiced that one song for six weeks and I learned. And now, oh no, that's what I get for lying. And now I can play, still play guitar. Yeah. And now I go. can take those skills and I can play ukulele or at so, least strum ukulele. So the, so the moral of that story is just lie to get what you want? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Whatever moral you want to take out sure. of it. Let's say yeah. it's hard work and dedication will get yes. you anything you need. And That's lie, right. fake it till you make it if there you, you need go. to. That's what it is. Cool. All right. Well, next well, time, Matt, I will find a better way to set up my camera. No, and this I'll is also perfect try and figure out a way to not have my eyes dart across the stage. It's the, the stage, yeah, the camera. What are you going to do? That's so, right. Anyway, we're all, we're all adapting, aren't we? 
That's that's a good word. Yeah. I'm going to go from adaption to evolution, hopefully, at some yes, point. But right. I'll keep working on the uke, my friend. Well, thanks again to everyone for joining us. Again, we're going to be doing these every Wednesday here. So stay tuned to our uh, social media to see who we're going to have on next week. So thanks, Scott. Hey, we'll see you, everybody. All right. <laughs>